Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. So we did our little D&D thing. My first ever experience with role-playing games. We did. We did. We did. Yay. I loved it. I thought it was so fun. Okay, good. You I'm did you a really fun. good job. <laughs> well, I was, uh, yes, I, was I think, unprepared for the amount of time that we would be doing oh, it for. Yes. So yes. that was my main surprise. It was a little bit towards the end, especially because there was some family stuff going on via text at the same time. Right. It was a little bit harder for me to focus because my brain was like, you need to go do Oh, do family chores. Stuff. No, oh, yeah, family yeah. Oh, stuff sure. and chores. And then <laughs> uh-huh. I did end up having to leave to be on a family Zoom. Yeah. But it was so much fun, like from start to finish. I loved doing it. It was Good. so much fun. Well, you'll ha- we ha- we have not updated you yet, but we because <laughs> I had to r- bail half <laughs> an hour later. Well, then that's fine because other people had to disperse as well. So oh, okay. we stopped before like the final culminating event. Oh, perfect, so we're perfect. Going to so and like you literally miss nothing at all. We you know so we decided to. Did you not kill Chutney? No, we did not kill Well, Chutney. thank you for not Chutney, killing Chutney. Chutney was going to... Chutney, we officially left them with the sheep to <laughs> cool. Perfect, babysit. because my character can speak with animals, so that's yeah. ideal. So you'll have I a nice love conversation. to hang out with the sheep. <laughs> exactly. So you're hanging out with the sheep while everyone else was starting to like plan okay, to go perfect. into events. Uh, and then, so if you pick it up with us next time, that's fine. And if you're not able to join us next time, that's fine too. Like, I just have the sheep with me wherever yeah. that may be. Yes, yes. I think that I will be able to, I yeah. can't wait to see what happens in the final. Although I don't know. I don't think that my character is a very good fighter. Necessarily. Well, we, well uh, what was surprising to me is that everyone sort of avoided fighting except for like that first little small battle that I was, yeah. was like a warm up battle because everyone was technically supposed to fight the second group of characters that came, but no one ever wanted to. Just like, no, thank <laughs> Everyone's you. like, I don't think I want to. <laughs> and so I was like, well, okay, fine. We're going to we're going to negotiate this and come back to it later. So <laughs> we it's because all of us have like negative two strength. Esther. Like we know we're not very strong. That's okay. Fighting seems like a bad call. <laughs> no, it's okay. Straight. You wouldn't necessarily need strength for a battle. Just, that's true. You know, that's true. Other stuff. But just anyway, for opening so. doors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting through the doors would be the problem, but after that, it'd be smooth sailing. But it was so fun. I really think yeah. that people should like find ways to participate in online communities for this because it was a, it was really fun. Yeah. And I yeah. think it also like it was fun because we know each other, but I also think it would have been pretty fine if we didn't know each other. Right. Right. Like it doesn't right. seem like it's something you have to do with like close friends necessarily. No, yeah. You kind of get to know the party, like you, like people that you're with through the adventure, as well as like how they play their characters as well, because like, even though you're sort of playing a character, you're also kind of playing a part of yourself in each character that you choose yeah. and you manifest. And so that's kind of the fun part in like doing multiple games or doing different games or, you know, doing one long extended game for like 15 years, you know. Yeah, it's totally. I mean, really Rachel, fun. the day before we played, Rachel had a nine hour in person. I know. Session. <laughs> that's a lot of time in a weekend to devote to this that She's is so, so patient. much time yeah and also yeah. proud of her yeah <laughs> good job rachel yeah because most of my online games last i think a max of like four hours like it's like literally from like eight to eleven or something yeah like three or four yeah. hours something like that so so nine and hours probably is once like, everyone's a little bit more familiar with like the app because i know yeah. i was not the only one who was like a little bit like, oh no no lost on that but I feel like the more comfort level that we have with it, the faster everything would go. Yes, definitely. So like this the, is like, a good practice. Yeah, exactly. Like that's kind of like or the first, first of any game. You know, exactly. you're kind of like getting used to the rules. You're getting used to how each other reacts and how each other kind of role plays as well. Because right. you would see the different styles. Like Rachel was very like engaging, flirtatious bard as yeah. you know, her beautiful self. Yeah. You know, and that sort of thing. And then others were kind of a bit, bit standoffish because that's not how they like to role play, you know, very, uh, you know, uh, obviously if that makes any right, sense right totally so, so like adapting to that it was just yeah. so fun it's such a cool idea so yeah, i loved so it thank you for good. doing that for us yeah maybe we'll do something <laughs> with some patreon people at some point yeah in the near future we'll see and then people can see how dumb i am about how this fucking app works <laughs> no it's just like help me figure out where no. this is and i even yeah. spent time like the morning of uh-huh. Uh, my friend Mara was like, I'm bringing over donuts because we hadn't seen each other in weeks. So she like stopped to pick up donuts and we had coffee in my yard. And I was like, you need to leave by 11 because I have to prepare more for I this study. thing at one. <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So I even like devoted time to it, and I still when I when it came down to using the app, I was like, mm-hmm. I think I just have to do it more. Yeah, yeah. You have to. It'll just it's just a familiarity thing. So yeah, just like with anything, like with anything else, exactly. Fine. But yeah. it was so much fun, and I really appreciate Good. it. Yay! So I'm thank so you glad for bringing to do that it. into my life. It did yeah. awaken something in me. Good, good. I'm so. It's one of the things that should be awoken. I should be awoken. <laughs> Northwest tarot. Oh yay! I love and that. It's deck. my turn to pick a card of the day. Yay! I'm using the uh, prototype. Edition. The prototype edition. I think the prototype edition is my work deck, and then the home deck of that is the real is- edition. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I was doing that before the pandemic started. For a lot of decks that I had multiples of, I'd bring one into my office and leave one at home. Yeah. But I took everything home, obviously, when I wasn't working there, and then when I went back, I brought. Just Compendium of Constellations, duh, because that's my favorite deck of all time. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe Muse. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, I need anyway. to bring my compendium now that we're back in the like the new office. So I got the Knight of Pentacles. The Knight of, the Knight Pentacles. of Pentacles. And Yay. also, I have probably four copies of Compendium of Constellations, and that is not going to stop me from buying the buying the new one, the new edition <laughs> with with the with the hard box, the the hard box. box. The keywords are back. I love the keywords because that really is kind of instrumental in the way that I read that yeah. with that deck. So the keywords are going to be great. It's on a hard deck box, even though Claire said she never would do that. So look at our influence. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so beautiful. It I is. I can't wait to pre-order it. And oh, everyone else is so too. Right. I think Claire said it was coming out in April, right? The pre-orders in April? Yes. Yeah, because she just released the folk edition, the folk witch edition of... Mm. Not Oracle Oddities. Oh, I thought that one. you were being dramatically positive. <laughs> no, I was, I was like trying to get through my brain what this deck was. Memento Mori. Memento Mori. Oh boy. I thought you were like drum roll, please. No, no. My brain was like Oracle Oddities. I'm like, no, that's not the one that's coming out. Nope. Yeah, Knight of Pentacles. This is gonna I love be a good, a good one. Knight of Pentacles. He's, I think, my favorite knight. I think it's actually one of my favorite cards from... No, I've forgotten that deck. What? Aleister Crowley's deck. The asshole deck. What's it called? Oh. From... Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> Esther, what have you done to me? Toth. <laughs> Toth, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. It is so alarming when that happens. We're both Especially like... Especially because we both wrote a chapter about it. <laughs> I, right, exactly. But it's not about whether or not we're familiar with the word when we forget the word. It's just a like panic response. We're staring response. at each other of like, what's just going like, on? Esther, what word? What are you even talking about? I don't even know. Yes. So I really like. I realized that that card and the Queen of Pentacles were like my two favorites from Toth. From Toth, the Knight of Pentacles and the Queen of Pentacles. Yeah, so, I do like the Knight I of Pentacles in general, and I do also think it's helpful when we're like. A little bit punchy because you're just ending a long vacation and my mom has been with us for the last couple of days. So we're like a little bit, a little bit punchy and having a Knight of Pentacles reminder is helpful to just be like, take this slowly. You can do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've got this in some capacity. We're not in a hurry. (laughs) Despite our dogs thinking that we should be horizontal with them. (laughs) You know, the dogs are like, you got out of bed for this yeah they're both they're they're both lying like a foot away from each other right now yesterday oh, they were almost right struggling. beside each other I oh my god esther for like two seconds and then of course Kamcha <laughs> got up and moved but they will the happen dream soon. is for <laughs> the them dream. to fully snuggle that is the dream and it has been several years and that has, has yet to happen <laughs> yet to happen 
Yes, but we'll see. But but one foot is good. <laughs> one foot is good. Yeah, yeah. So so we're getting there. I think <laughs> I think Doongy will protest up until it happens, and then he'll be like, "Fine, just stay still, and we'll be good." Just don't wiggle, and you're fine. Exactly. Well, our first question of the episode is from Bob Bob or Burnt Out Breadwinner. Hi, Holly and Esther. I have a question around my career. You read it with me, my name first, even though it's written with your name first. Dyslexia. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I am extremely dissatisfied with my current job, and I'm heavily questioning my career trajectory overall. Wondering if the cards could show what type of career I should have to meet my money needs, what industry or type of work would be good for me for work satisfaction... And when would be the time to pursue making a change if these answers aren't what I already do for work? Thank you. Right. I don't know what current for job. So we don't is. know what you yes. do for work. Right. Yeah, and that wasn't included. But so one of the things that I talk about with my students a lot is the this is more about selecting a major than a career, but the combination of interests mm-hmm. and abilities, okay. that's what we're looking for is what are you good at and mm-hmm. what are you interested in? And then finding the like, you know, Venn diagram circle yeah. that encompasses both. So that is a helpful way to start with this sort of spread where you just want kind of career guidance because where you kind of are anticipating mm-hmm. wanting to make a change would be for us to pull cards for your, your interests like what interests mm-hmm. you should explore cards for what abilities you should be focusing on mm-hmm. like marketing and then interpret all of those cards together to kind of come okay. up with maybe a field. It's hard to say what like for time frame stuff because we don't currently know what you do, but at least you can we can maybe pull a card for like general time frame of moving forward more right. more generally rather than like switching jobs but just like how to move forward time frame. <laughs> okay so bob's interest bob's interest yeah <laughs> it's okay Hold I, on. I only drew one I'm card right there, there so you. you draw however many you're led okay i'll draw one yeah we should sync with that Huh, okay. <laughs> That's not very helpful. I got the Eight of Swords. <laughs> oh, I got the Queen of Coins, but she is holding a big thing of bread. Aww. Oh, that's cute. What deck are you using? This was the 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 Fyodor Pavlov. Oh, yeah, Fyodor Pavlov the, one. Yeah, thank you. I cannot pronounce that. But yeah. <sighs> I so can't wait like, for that to baby? be mass market. I have been so I'm... terrible at getting a copy of that indie version. Uh, Logan literally put it in his cart and like ordered it as fast as possible for me. So bless the Logan. The problem is that it always is like right. Like anytime something opens at nine, there's a decent chance that I will have a student already waiting to yeah, see me. Yeah. So I can't ever be like, pause. I need to go order this. <laughs> this tarot deck and then well, meet and with the, them and the thing is like they were like well, we're gonna do it multiple times but it was never multiple times that were like the evening or the morning for me it was like like right one hour always the middle of the night yeah, yeah. Like, okay always 3 a.m <laughs> 3 a.m 2 a.m and, and logan was like hi yeah, you want me to try like please try for me <laughs> right so okay so interest interest being the queen of pentacles and the eight of swords i mean the eight of swords is so hard in the situation because it's basically confirming what you already know which is that you don't you're like not really sure what you want to do right, next. Right. But in terms of interest, I feel like those two cards combined together is saying to explore the interest that maybe you feel like a lot of creative like output from, yeah. like a lot of like ability for, but mm-hmm. that you feel like it won't suit all of your needs. Right, right. Which so it's been like, you know, you've been putting a pause on it because you are the breadwinner. And maybe it's something that doesn't have as clear of a path forward or maybe it's something. Yeah, exactly. The bread (laughs) in the card is what makes it so perfect. But it's maybe something that your, so your interest lies in an area that you don't think could be your actual job. Yeah. 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 So let's pull for abilities and see if there's some clarity about how, or if we can come up with some ways to combine the interest with the ability. Bob's abilities.
Hmm. What did you get? <laughs> I got the King of Cups. And I got the Wheel of Fortune. I think, to me, an ability that this kind of shows is that you're able to emotionally bring stuff back into balance for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Like, I like that interpretation. Because you're, you're like, very well equipped to, like, look at the whole picture of what's kind of going on and mm-hmm. bring that emotional focus into synthesis together, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Almost like the Wheel of Fortune it represents like ebbs and flows rather than cycles. Like, yes. nor, I mean, obviously cycles also, but the cycles of sort of emotional ebbs and flows rather than uh-huh. like kind of more actions of right. things coming around or whatever. Right. Okay. I love that. I really like that interpretation for abilities. So if the interest is something that you don't know if you can kind of like make a career out of, but your ability is that you have this really great capability of like, like synthesizing big picture stuff for people. And it Mm -hmm. does seem like, because it's a cops, it does feel kind of like emotional and like individual levels, maybe more so than like system wide ebbs and flows or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Should we pull cards for strategies for, Combining Finding, those two yeah, strategy, yeah, strategy for combining them and, and sussing that out. Okay. All right, I got the Six of Pentacles. And I got Death. Huh. I don't know. I feel like... I'm getting kind of like a reaction of like going into some sort of nonprofit thing, but that directly sort of flies in the face of the financial need well, that she's facing. I, if for me with the Six of Pentacles, like change your idea of what it means to have that exchange of money. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's a good prompt. Yeah. Because maybe it, that's not going to be as fulfilling as you think it will be. What? The, like finding something else that can still keep you as a breadwinner? Right, right. As the breadwinner. Like it may not well, that's, be. It's just like it's hard because it's when somebody is saying I am the breadwinner and then the cards are kind of being like, no, you need to follow your passions. Like that's right. not really taking into consideration like the the logistical component of Still needing to be the one to bring in well, money. Well, it, it's kind of like I'm either they can be, I hate saying this way. It's like they may not be able to be satisfied in their job and make the money they want. Yeah. And yeah. maybe it's coming to terms with that idea is that job yeah. satisfaction may not be there with that exchange. And so changing your perception of that may be. Or even changing your, like, yeah, like accepting that the job isn't going to be the way to do that. But if there is that thing that is the interest that you feel kind of frozen on, mm-hmm. somehow finding a way to also prioritize time to get that done. Mm-hmm. Right. Just so that you're still f- like feeling those feelings and flexing those muscles and exploring those. Interests yeah. Getting satisfaction outside of it. Expecting no satisfaction from your professional job right. and getting satisfaction out of your activities. Or whatever, exactly. Out of your exactly. Interests. Right. Right. It's not exactly solving their problem or giving them the answer that they're looking for. But it's also just really hard right now in 2022. I think that like in general, I don't know a single person who's not burnt out from their job. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I maybe know a few who aren't actively looking for a new job, Mm -hmm. but almost everyone I know is so burnt out and I think it's because we've been trying to pretend like everything is normal for two years while the world is like you know almost a million people in the United States have died Mm -hmm. we're suddenly like watching war unfold like on every single social media platform and feeling pretty powerless about that yeah of course we're feeling burnt out from doing our dumb little jobs right right and like thankfully I don't know thankfully we work in a field where we get paid very, very little. So we would never mm-hmm. be able to be breadwinners. But occasionally 
people tell us how big of a difference we're making in their lives. Right. And that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. But all of us are like having to figure out other ways of getting reward from our jobs mm -hmm. because it's not, we can't be both. I mean, it's just right now, everyone's so burnt out. You can't expect to be both emotionally fulfilled and also financially fulfilled. Yeah. It really seems like sort of capitalism makes you choose which one is more important to you. Yep. 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 So and almost every single mission driven sort of work is super low paid mm -hmm. education, exactly. art, profits, healthcare, mm -hmm. all of those things that are like mission driven. We want to help people yeah. don't get paid anything. And then if you're getting paid a lot, you're not helping anyone. And that feels crappy, too. <laughs> right, right, right. Or lots of passion driven, you know, monetary, you know things that we try to go for, they're also low paying because you have to put yourself out there and you have to burn yourself out in that aspect as well. So, right. Which is the, why we're all such suckers. <laughs> Seriously. The amount, I mean, just yeah. bol like the amount of times that we just are like, I really care about this thing. So it's okay that I'm not being fairly compensated. Right. Right. That is a recipe for disaster, but it's also a recipe for disaster to be like, okay, I'm never going to feel emotionally fulfilled, but at least I can make my rent. Right. Right. <laughs> So I think you're right about seeing the six of pentacles as trying to like reformat your relationship with understanding the exchange of money for goods mm -hmm. and services, basically like, right. Let that die. Let your existing idea of like how the value of your salary versus like emotional fulfillment is mm -hmm. let like try to reevaluate where that is and then move on from there. Like figure out ways to maybe step out of that eight of swords energy to do mm -hmm. something that makes you feel really fulfilled. Yeah. And like you're producing something beautiful with that queen of pentacles that we got for interests. And then keep your mind on the abilities of being able to synthesize large scale ideas and, you know, help people experience that with yeah. that king being sort of like a steward in some ways mm -hmm. in the wheel of fortune but for now i think the only way to move forward in the short term is kind of like like evaluating your relationship with what jobs mean right what jobs need to do for you right right yes exactly oh goodness gracious yeah. bob sorry bob we love you i know <laughs> i guess we could maybe still come pull a, like each pull a card for a sort of a timeline of like if change could be in the future or like, is there some time frame for feeling more fulfillment because you're sort of like, or go in this direction to feel more fulfilled. fulfilled. Yeah. Did you hear more that? Fulfilled. Fulfilled. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Appalachia just sometimes comes right out of you. Especially at a, you know, 6am D and D game. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. That was so adorable. <laughs> just like... I love it when your accent comes out. I think it's so fun. She just she just flies out of here whenever I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Mostly, I think that it's so fun for me because you're so self-aware about it. <laughs> you always say something that's, like, adorable and doesn't even, like, yeah. stick at all. And then you're like, oh, God, where did that come from? Oh, Kamja is a, a drink of some water, so we may hear that on the podcast. I can't hear it. I think you're safe. All right. So time frame for, like, finding more fulfillment, whether it's through ad additional activities or your yeah. relationship with jobs in general. All right. So I got strength for that. And I think with it, strength being the eighth card, I feel like maybe in like eight ish months, sometime in the fall or in August, which is, it's already March 1st. How did that happen? I know that we shouldn't reference specific dates while we're recording a podcast, but still, I thought it was still February. Uh, but yeah, I think that I think that August, maybe August two eight months from now, which is what November. Maybe that's a time where you'll have more clarity about how to find fulfillment, sort of outside of your job. And also, burnt out breadwinner, just saying, and I'm sure that you've thought of this, but we, if in many places we find ourselves earning vacation and sick time and not taking it because right now everyone is so understaffed and we feel really bad for our coworkers when we don't take care of ourselves. If you are lucky enough to have a job where you earn vacation or sick time, take that because the burnout is real. And the only way to re like get out of that is to allow yourself to rest. So take the legally 
allowed time and do that because that will help. And then you'll be able to give yourself more brain space for figuring out what you can do to get fulfillment that isn't necessarily your job. All right. Good luck. All right. Well, let's answer that second question again, people. You can listen to 10 minutes of just me talking about it. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't also get to the second half of their question. So we're basically yeah, just doing true. a abbreviated first part of the version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fates decided Man. that they did not need to know about my sex life. You're welcome. I guess so. You just really <laughs> saved yourself some hassle. I'll just go through my, what I got okay, okay. for that question. Okay. Using as an example again. So, uh, basically what just happened is that my, our overwhelming love of dog just meant that we recorded like 10 minutes of talking about using Oracle decks and tarot together, um, only for none of that to have been recorded you and know. Esther saving herself some embarrassment because what the cards Court's were giving her about her week was a little bit vulnerable, very, very sexually pent up energy ish. <laughs> And now they know that. Yeah. So you You're still welcome. totally protect yourself. Exactly. Anyway, I'm just going to guess where we left off. Should I read that part of the yeah, question Yeah, read that again? part of the question again. Okay. So from Kristen, Kristen said, I love both Oracle decks and tarot. I use them separately, but my favorite ways are to use them together. I like pairing ones that have similar vibes or artwork, and I will often use Oracle as a clarifier or a starting point, both of which we mm-hmm. love. Yeah. What are other ways I can weave these two cardamancy friends together? I love Cardamancy, I love a Cardamancy friend. Cardamancy friend. Um, those are like kind of the two ways that we do it. I yeah. mean, I think just like using them together, either as the tarot card being a starting point and or the Oracle card being a starting point, either way works. But I think like ultimately removing value from our ideas of what tarot can do versus what oracles can do is a really helpful right. first step and like feeling like you can use them interchangeably in the same reading. Because even though we think of yeah. like something like reversals as being pretty crucial to like be really consistent about with with deck mm-hmm. usage, you don't have to be consistent with what deck you're using in a single reading. You right. can totally swap. Yeah. Especially if you're thinking like I want both oracle energies and tarot energies, you can mm-hmm. totally do half of a reading with the tarot deck and the other half with the yeah. oracle deck. Yeah. I think famous, famously, well, like when I've done like those huge wheels of the year spreads, I will like please, intentionally. Please accept famously. famously. When I famously do my when like 78 card, you know, wheel like of the year spread that I do. Yeah. Like I will intentionally have Oracle decks for some things and intentionally have yeah. decks for other things. And they could be interchanged in whatever I wanted to do it. It's just that I will feel like, oh, well, this, I want this to be a question. And I know this deck will, will be that question that I want. Well, and so much of it depends specifically on what style of Oracle deck it is. Like if it's a keyword Oracle deck, that's going to be really different than if it's like a directive Oracle deck. But Mm -hmm. I think the problem is that people get really fixated on like the Doreen virtues of the world. Right. Or, and this is no shade whatsoever, but the Danielle Noels of the Mm -hmm. world where it's like a very visually soft deck. Yeah. And also Danielle's decks are often a little bit more like woo woo rather than yeah. esoteric necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of starseed stuff, which I personally don't have a problem with at all, but I know a lot of people are not into. Right. Um, but if you only see those, because that's like what is available at your fucking Joanne's, which I know that there's Danielle Noel decks at Joanne's. Joanne's like fabric. You just buy them at the fabric store. Um She's it. gone so mainstream, but if you're only yeah. seeing those, then you're forgetting about all of the really dark or deep mm-hmm. Oracle decks. But there are all these decks that are like really dynamic and mm-hmm. not that those ones aren't, I right. would never buy a Di- Dorian virtue deck. If you gave for, me a thousand dollars. Well, and, that, and that's deck, more for moral like, reasons that we have gone yeah. over the Patreon, not because right, exactly. necessarily of the keywords or things, but no, it's for moral exactly. Reasons. That's for moral reasons about her as an artist. Yes. Um, but Yeah, there's like so many different types of Oracle decks that making any sort of rule for yourself about only using Oracle in certain situations is just sort of taking away a lot of ownership and ability to use them because some are so great. Like Esther uses Memento Mori as her primary deck. Yeah. I've always sort of used Compendium of Constellations as my primary deck. Mm -hmm. So Claire, we both love you as a person and an artist. Yeah. 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 Everyone knows. It's no surprise. Um... (laughs) I can't wait for the new compendium to come out. 
Yeah. Because I just love that whole deck so much. But we both use Oracle decks constantly. Mm -hmm, Right. And because, and I think like this is something that you posted about a lot in your stories recently, but every couple months there's like this out, this outpouring of some people being like, tarot decks are for real readers and Oracle decks are for dumbasses. That's not exactly. what they say. That's it's how they, always that's just how like, it's always projected. Yes. Yeah. They. I mean, the way that they frame it is like, if you care about deep, deep esoteric meaning, you'll only use tarot cards. And I'm like, so you're basically calling people who like Oracle decks big old dummies. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Fine. Yeah. Um. But I just totally disagree with that. It's completely mm-hmm. frustrating. Um. But like, there just is all of this. There are all of these options. That's right. one of the reasons why we keep doing reviews of decks because there are some really fluffy, reassuring Oracle decks and there mm-hmm. are some fucking brutal rip your heart out Oracle right. decks. And the same goes for tarot. There are some like adorable, you know, tarot decks that make everything much softer, you know, than what you're, yeah. than you think like the tower card is it's much softer, you know, it's a princess in a bed of pillows or something like that. Then, you know, and there's, it, it just, there's different just look beyond what you're seeing on shelves. Well, and in some ways that's also kind of like the thesis of our book is that like yeah. tarot didn't start as an esoteric, deep, meaningful yeah. way of divining the future or developing your person, like personal growth or whatever. That's not how it started. It started as a card game. Then it started as a card game that had an allegory in it. And then that allegory transformed into divination. And so tarot can't be inherently more valuable than Oracle because they're virtually the same. It's yeah. Like, it's like every Oracle or every single deck is mm-hmm. an Oracle deck. And some of them are tarot decks. Yeah. Like yeah. all tarot decks can also be an Oracle deck because you're using it for di- divination. Yeah. yeah. Uno Some could of them be are tarot Oracle. decks yeah. if they align with the specific framework. Yeah. But they're all just cards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to me, it's like, I think I mentioned this in my stories. Tarot is just standardized Oracle that, you know, yeah. everyone, everyone has these just basic meanings for the, all the cards generically. Standardized. standardized. Yeah, totally. Standardized and, Oracle. I like that. That's totally true. It, and, you know, like, just like, you know, playing cards, you know, in certain cultures have standard meanings. You yeah. know, and that's what that is. It's just there's a standard of stuff that everyone sort of adapted. It's not that it makes it any better. When or more the community holy. decides <laughs> yeah. that something means something. Yeah. Anyway, so one of the things that we were talking about before Esther's computer decided that she didn't need to be sharing so much about her personal <laughs> life was using a uh, Oracle card as a sort of theme for your week and then using tarot cards as like additional information about that theme. Right. Yeah. Direction to go in or, you know, right. Exactly. So you're both using the energy of the Oracle deck and then also the added energy of tarot cards. So I grabbed the Oracle of mystical moments, uh, which I do love. And we have the tarot deck or I have the tarot deck up. So we should probably review that at some point. Um, And I pulled, can you hear me? Which first of all is beautiful. It's like this woman who's sort of like in uh, shell in the ocean. She's super isolated. She looks cold. Aww. She has a shell, like a conch shell to like sort of project her voice, but it's oh, down yeah. by her side. Uh-huh. So she's clearly maybe called and not heard a response or called and not felt heard. Yeah. And the card is about communication and loneliness. So that's my theme for the week. Fantastic. Lovely. <laughs> but then I pulled two cards from Pacific Northwest tarot and got the two of pentacles and the 10 of swords. And that does add a lot of clarification about what specifically about communication and loneliness I'll be experiencing this week because Mm -hmm. the 10 of swords is indicating some exhaustion. Yeah. I had a busy weekend. I, I love having my mom at my house so much, but it's still, you know, having a guest Mm -hmm. and also I'm going into the office and all, there's just all of this stuff going on. So there is that sort of exhaustion and finding a way to balance that. Cause you know how, when you do a lot of things where like you get really social and then you like retreat fully back and then suddenly you're yes. like feeling kind of alone. <laughs> that is also hard for yeah. me. So yeah. having the two of pentacles be like, find that balance between that exhaustion and like recognizing that, you know, loneliness or a lack of interacting with people can have, it doesn't have to just be sad. You can like appreciate solitude right, right. a little bit more. 
and find that balance. So mm-hmm. I used both the Oracle card of kind of bringing this overarching theme followed by tarot cards to give me clarification about what specifically in that theme is needed. And it would be really easy mm-hmm. to do the alternate for that too, of pulling a tarot card for yeah. what's my week, what's my vibe for the week. And I got the queen of cups and then pulling an Oracle deck to be like, well, what's specifically about the queen of cups mm-hmm. do I need to be focused on? And then I got all is connected. So that's the exact same thing about kind of like feeling emotionally, like where I am emotionally. Am I feeling Mm -hmm. too connected? Am I feeling not connected enough? Yeah. And you could just sort of alternate which direction you want to go. Yeah. But either way, letting one card be almost like a prompt and the other cards be an answer to that prompt is a really good way to use Oracle and Tarot cards together. Yeah. And for you, I'd remind you that this is also your hermit year. So FYI. It is my hermit year. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I like don't feel I mean, yeah, it's I've had a lot of like growth about like what how busy I want to be, mm-hmm. especially with having to go to the office again. It's just like it's a lot like I don't feel I used to feel so down for like meeting up with people after work. And now I'm just like, I can't fathom that. Right, right. <laughs> I can't fathom being like, sure, now I'll, I won't just go home. I'll go do something else. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah, exactly. it's both of our hermit years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Anyway, so Kristen, that was a great question. And then you also yeah. have a secondary question about the ways in which you can encourage better communication from your upper management team. Okay. So that kind of question is always a little bit hard because it's a question about how you can do something to impact other people. Yeah, how behavior, you can prompt other people to do something. Yeah. Which is like kind of tricky, but maybe changing the question to what you can do to get the communication you need. Yeah. Or because then it's almost like, you know, there could be some like requesting additional information or what you could do to be more okay with the amount of communication you're getting so that it's more about your action rather mm-hmm. than how you can force somebody else to, to do something. Yeah. Let's do I don't know. What do you want to do? The first one or the second one? I was thinking the second one, but I have forgotten okay. what the second one is. How to be okay with the level okay with the okay. level of communication you're getting. Okay, okay. Okay, I got the Knight of Pentacles and the Ace of Swords. I got the Three of Wands. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think that you might not be able to get the communication you want from them, and you might want to start looking at different ways of either perceiving yourself as somebody who's just there. Like, the Knight of Wands is very, like, there to get the job done, Mm -hmm. one foot in front of the other. Right. And then with the three of wands, it feels almost like keeping your eye on the more general prize rather than trying to like figure out the emotional connection, like get that sort of like thought process correctly with the ace of swords and then get your shit done and sort of like keep your eye on the more general idea of accomplishment. Yeah. Right. Rather than worrying about what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, to me, it doesn't seem like there is anything you potentially can do, like, actively, right. except, yeah, just keep keep your eye on the future and and pursue that. Like, right, exactly. The, the end goal, pursue that, and hopefully that will make things better in the long run for you. Yeah. Good luck, Kristen. Yes, good luck. Thank you so much for the kind note. Yeah, so such a sweet note. I love it. All right, so we have a Patreon supporter to shout out. Would you mind? Because I just put my deck down. Yes, I shall. I'm using the Forest NB Tarot. This is what? Yeah, is that new? This deck. Oh yeah, that is cute. Yeah. So it's a really cute deck, and it's it's like silver foil, and there's like glitter everywhere, and I love it. It's like so so like magical fae-ish. So. Yeah. Okay. Cutesy patoots. So, Nora, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Your card is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, there's a doingy that's awake. Ooh, he's moving. Your card <laughs> is the Knight of Swords. The Knight of Swords. Oh. It's a cute. Good luck. Yes. Good I luck. love it. Oh, oh. 
uh, doing he's moving he's on the move oh no he's just turning around he's good okay just keep an eye on your recording button i know i keep well the thing the bad thing is that i was looking the entire time until that question and then got distracted and didn't look and i was like how dare all right so we are going to be rather than reviewing a deck which is kind of good because now we have kind of run out of time yeah um, but we are going to be talking about the second half of our contemporary tarot deck section of our Yay. lovely book, The History of Tarot Art. Yes. And so the first two components that we talked about last week were the fine art decks and the collage style deck, the mixed media decks. Mm-hmm. And the last remaining three styles of decks that we have in our contemporary section are pop culture and TV inspired. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. That is all the same. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, pop culture oh, yeah. and TV Histor- Okay, historical. Pop culture and TV, historical, historically reverential, mm-hmm. and human experiences. Yes. Yes, So yes. this is kind of like ultimately what we think about the decks that are coming out now is that they do tend to have a focus on one of those five things. The pop right. culture and TV decks are the ones like the golden girls tarot which we loved so much yes 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 we reviewed it on the podcast it was fantastic so good um or the kaleidodope tarot deck which is another deck that has a lot of pop culture references in Mm -hmm. it so it is kind of focused on black cultural experiences primarily and we also reviewed that deck on the podcast and really loved it um, we also in our book included Le Beaumont because the pop culture that Jenny is focusing on is Regency romance novels. Yeah. And the, the fashion plates and, and something that we all kind of, of grew up era. with. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so exactly. Cool. Uh, we all meaning me, Esther and Jenny, Jenny. not, yeah. <laughs> not the collective we. <laughs> or the ones that were obsessed with American girls dolls. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which American girl doll did you have? I had none. That's oh, the sore that, point. I should have known. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have offered you my Addie before no, it's okay. I gave no. her to a co-worker's no, no, child. No, no, no. I'm sure she's more happy. I'm okay with, well, I'm I'm almost okay with it as, you, as I drink heavily. No, I'm just kidding. She's like, <laughs> I'm 35. I don't need my own American girl doll. I don't American need a doll. doll. I don't fine. need Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> I had Addie and I, my parents made a deal with me that if I saved up for half of it, then they would cover the other half. Oh, and then, so I saved up for more than half of it uh-huh. through like doing chores and babysitting and stuff. And then my little like mini backpack that I uh-huh. used as a purse when I was a small child, because I just always wanted to be a fucking grown up. I was t- telling somebody the other day that like, I didn't play like, let's get married games or like, this is my child games. I'd play games where I had to be like ringing people up on cash registers or answering the phone all the time. Like, oh I just my didn't. gosh. It was just not, I did. Yeah. That was the kind yeah. of game I played. But anyway. So I carried around a little mini backpack and I left it in a movie theater and all the money got stolen. And so then oh, I no. still got Addie for Christmas, but only because my parents felt bad that I yeah. had been robbed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I had, I got the Samantha paper dolls one year. Oh yeah. The and paper dolls are fun. They are fun. Yeah. And they were, they were, it was, it was fine. Cause I always just looked at the catalog anyway and just dreamed of the doll. So getting the Samantha right. paper dolls were like amazing. Cause I love paper dolls anyway, but yes. Paper dolls are really fun. The other yeah. thing is that I think like I, my mom is a good, really good sewer. And so oh. I didn't have any of the, I got the doll, but not, not close. Yeah. <laughs> Although I still do have the Addie cookbook, oh, which is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was reading through it the other day and I was like, wow, this is actually incredibly progressive. Yes. Like the way that they talk about uh-huh. enslaved people and the influence of like all of these different food culture. It's like very mm-hmm. aware for something that was written in like 1994. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So pop culture and TV, we're huge nuts for that, obviously. Yes. I just got a deck yesterday in the mail that I was like, what the heck is this? And then I realized that it was... The deck that is based on the Magnus Archives, one of my oh, favorite spooky yeah. podcasts. Oh. And I had pre-ordered it probably a year ago, completely mm-hmm. forgot about it. And it came <laughs> with the deck, a uh-huh. cute keychain, a pin, mm-hmm. um, a little like tin box with a bunch of tea bags in it. Oh. It was like so cute. Okay. And that's totally pop culture. So there's pop culture decks for everything. Mm-hmm. There were some pop culture decks that we wanted to include in the book and couldn't get access to, uh-huh. including the Twin Peaks tarot deck. Yes. Yep. 
What was another one of the pop? The David Bowie one? Was that going to be in pop culture? I think Starman Mint Terror may have been in pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, we we had like, we had, oh, also the Wicked Villains we wanted really bad because oh, of Disney. Right. Which hasn't even come stuck, out yet. And it's not, anyway, that was a whole thing. So uh, we do talk about it, I think. Oh, wait, no, no, I don't think we may have like mentioned the title of it, maybe like. No, I just saw a Disney movie Aladdin, but I realized that okay. we were talking about uh, Kaleidodope Terror. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it was like an intention to include it, but we just could not for rights reasons. So Right, exactly. Disney is not easygoing about that stuff, shockingly. And no, then sometimes no. there are well, I, mean, I mean, our like whole. The... <laughs> yeah. What? Our whole. What? I was going to say, our, our whole, like, um, like, the Deviant Moon deck where we said that if you took. Um, Oh dang it! Where'd it go? Tim Burton and Salvador Dali, and they met yeah. and had a baby. They would. They, yeah. they were like, "We're pretty sure that Disney would not approve this. Do you still want to go after them?" We're like, "No." And they're like, "Okay, well, we'll just get different pictures so you can still include it." So, <laughs> yeah, we just won't include a picture of Disney or of Mickey Mouse. Disney. Yeah, exactly. But there are some decks, like the TV series Tarot, where mm-hmm. they're intentionally trying to avoid copyright infringement issues by doing yes. like vague references to stuff. Yes, which is kind of fun if you want to go through it and try to guess what all the cards. Are. Yes, that can be like a really fun. Yeah, because activity. they don't in the in the guidebook they don't give you the title for the movie. They just kind of vaguely reference the storylines. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> for historical reverential, that's the kind of deck that either a lot of the times there's overlap. So a lot of these decks tend to also be mixed media, but mm-hmm. historically reverential are things that are trying to evoke a specific time period or specific people. Yes. So the two main decks that we used for this were Antique Anatomy. Mm-hmm. From Claire, um, which we obviously really love, which is using all of these old images, all these old medical images and scientific images mm-hmm. to create something that's trying to evoke sort of like Victorian medical practices. Yes. And then we also did our tarot mm-hmm. by Sarah Shipman, who we interviewed on the podcast, and she did a whole deck that has all of these famous women. So yes. it's still historically reverential because every every image has a very important historical woman that mm-hmm. is fit with those uh, archetypes. Like, archetypes of all the cards. Thank you. You know yeah. that I was struggling with the word. Archetype. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, and so it's not, it's not meant to like make history seem glamorous. It's right. just meant to evoke historical people. Yes. And it's the same thing with something like the antique anatomy. It's not saying like, these are the better, better medical tools than right. what we had if anything it's supposed to be a little bit alarming yeah yeah um, totally but we also used madam clara's five cent tarot mm-hmm. to include or to uh exemplify that chapter because again it's sort of supposed to be sort of like a historical carnival mm-hmm. vibe right right i do remember one that we forgot in the tv section that we weren't able to include was zombie tarot because that oh, one yeah. was so good we loved it so much but we and that could have been in pop culture or historically exactly because it's very like americana 1950s yeah yeah i always forget about that deck yeah that's a good one i love zombie tarot we haven't reviewed that or we reviewed that like in year one yeah yeah we did it's been a thousand years it's so good um and then finally the human experience of tarot and that's sort of a catch-all for tarot decks that go into the tarot decks specifically mm-hmm. to express the diversity of human experiences yes so it's not the kind of deck where it's like a deck of, that's about something else and mm-hmm. it happens to be incredibly diverse right it's decks like the um like what am I talking about the next world tarot where the whole focus is mm-hmm. on creating this like human experience of I still will never get over the messenger card for that one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or even justice it's just all of these cool sort of like socio-political movement cards right right um we also did the black power tarot which mm-hmm. similarly was a deck that was started out as a deck to like include black experiences mm-hmm. and it's a really cool deck. It's Terra Marseille style and it's like interesting because the people who created it are like really they're really kind of cool intense. people. They're really cool. <laughs> they're they're, really, they're really like cool. way cooler than us. <laughs> so yeah, I mean and we're pretty sure. cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're medium cool. But we're, we're not cool. like famous musician who are friends with yeah uh, a famous director Yadorowski yeah exactly and stuff like that like, yeah, yeah that's not who we are yeah um but it's just like a really it's actually beautiful and you should definitely look up images for it mm-hmm. and then we also included fifth spirit tarot in this deck because we just really each of us really love that deck yeah 
specifically and uh, we wanted to make sure to include it. And it's just one of the decks that came out in the last couple of years that I find. Right. Like so stunning and yeah. beautiful and meaningful. And it's also just like pretty. Like yeah. I just like it. Yeah. And I think this was the last deck that had come out right before we could, we had to turn in everything. So there are decks that came out after this that oh, we would yeah. have loved to have for included. For any of the chapters. Yeah, for any, any of the chapters. Of the but that's why, you know, so if you're wondering like, well, why didn't she, they include this? It's not because we didn't love it. It's just because we had a deadline. And this right. was like literally the last deck that we got before the deadline. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then we also talked about the Numinous Tarot a little yeah. bit in the You Might Also Like section. And mm-hmm. we reviewed that on the podcast and talked about how the name changes can be a little bit complex. Yeah. So, yeah, if you see new decks coming out, you can probably identify which of those five mm-hmm. genres right. the deck comes from or which of many or several yeah. that they might come from. But I think that's kind of a fun exercise because... I know that I don't really have a preference for any of them. I love all of those no. different styles. Yeah. Um, I think that I tend to have more of the historically reverential ones just because I'm a huge sucker for like ephemera being mm-hmm. used. Right. Um, and I, when we first started the podcast, I thought that I was not into mixed media at all. And it mm-hmm. turns out I'm very, very into mixed we media. We like mixed media a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just super into like what people are passionate about and joining them in that passion and encouraging them in that. I, I just like tarot decks and I'm not picky about it. Well, I'm a little picky, but you know, most of them has to do with like the creator themselves. And uh-huh. that's usually where it comes down to is if it's, if the creator's not the nicest person or the best person in the world, I will avoid, but otherwise all in. Yeah. Totally. Every deck. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, next week we will review. We will be reviewing the Amor and Psyche Oracle deck. Yay! Can, Another can, part that will was... that be our all Oracle episode, like where we yeah, use Oracle yeah. cards for everything? Because I yeah, next been... week we'll have an all Oracles. Oops, all Oracles episode. <laughs> yes, um, I love it. <laughs> using the Amor and Psyche for our review, and then we'll use Oracle cards throughout, which is yeah. cool and exciting. And then our other homework for each other yes. is to. Just individually make lists of decks that we own oh, yes. and have not yet reviewed. This is yeah. not going to be a full inventory. We no. just need to make some casual list and then we can transcribe it all into the spreadsheet later. But that's cool, cool, cool. our homework for each yes, other. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. All right, and that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com. Including a handy dandy form to submit questions because yep, I will true. forget if you send them as a DM. So Right. Also, it will not work for us. It will, it will not come <laughs> in. Also tell your friends about us and rate and review us. It helps us grow and we really appreciate it, especially because yep. the algorithms are feed stupid. the algorithm gods. Yes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our awesome Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And my little baby Com just says you can join us on yes. our Discord server. Where we have, and we also have Redbubble Birch and uh, other stuff. Everything will, <laughs> everything will be in the show looking. notes. Thank you. Yeah. She really likes that face lotion. <laughs> she does. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you so much. We love, love you. you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we'd be little babies about it. We love you. We love you. We love you.